and uh, I just started sponsoring um, one of the girls in the program and she's only 28 and then this last year eight of her friends have either uh, died from fentanyl poisoning or committed oh my god and that's insane to me like eight eight like, out of, in one year in one year Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. Truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting, and here's the episode. Welcome back to the show, guys. Got fellow podcast hosts here with me today. Hosts of the Hoopaholics podcast, Natalie Marie and Chad Carlson. How's it going, guys? Really good. Doing great. it's Natalie, Eva Marie, and it's Hoopaholics. I might have to redo that. Close, but it's there is a hoopaholic <laughs> on, on YouTube. There is. Yeah, every time you go type in hoopaholics, the it switches it to hoopaholics. Ah, interesting. It's a Are basketball they big? podcast. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So how did you guys get started with the podcast? I know there's a big mission behind it. I'd love to hear why you started it. Um, yeah, I'll answer that uh, just because that it, it's really close to my heart. Um, a year ago, nine uh, eleven. 2022 i got a phone call at 7 30 a.m um from my daughter and when i answered the phone she was screaming um and that kind of scream when you know that somebody's dead and she was just screaming justin's dead um and uh he had he died from uh fentanyl we call it fentanyl poisoning Mm -hmm. because there's no safe dose of illicit fentanyl yeah um and uh as part of the healing, um, I decided that I'd be a voice for the people that no longer have their have a voice, and for the families who can't get out there and bring awareness uh, to this um, horrible epidemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, fentanyl is it's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Three hundred people are mm-hmm. dying every single day. So, wow! You know, we're out there fighting that fight. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. Is yeah. that in the U.S. or worldwide? U.S. Wow! Yeah, yeah. that's CDC numbers. So that's just what they're willing to admit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. It's crazy. Yeah, it was big where I grew up in Jersey, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, East Coast, I feel like there was a lot of it over there. I know, it's crazy. I just got back from Spain, and I was talking about it over there, and they couldn't believe it. Like, they hadn't even heard of it. Yeah. So I thought that was wow. interesting. And yeah. that's the one that's in great. Uh, well, fent- no, it's, it it's, in, in, every- it's in pressed yeah. pills all by itself now. Oh, yeah? But you'll find it in You'll find it in means you'll find it in that you buy off of the streets that yeah. Adderall. There's uh, a Adderall. girl that. Um, so we just had uh, a big TikTok star's dad, uh, Cooper, mm-hmm. Coop's dad, on the podcast yesterday, and he was telling us about a, a story of a a girl like just studying for her finals at college, mm-hmm. and she ran out of her prescription Adderall, so her friend had it and uh, gave her one just to get through studying, mm-hmm. and it was laced, and she ended up. <sighs> so it's terrible. literally in. Like recreational use is not what it was like when I was like in my or alcoholism at all. Yeah, like you, it's you can't just try anymore. Yeah, it's not worth the risk. So no. why are they putting it in these? That's, is there like does it help their margin or something? I mean, that's the question. It's highly addictive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's highly d- deadly. But now you're talking about uh, a pill versus like black tar that you have to cook up in a spoon, put in a syringe and inject. Mm-hmm. So uh, more people are willing to take this yeah. versus, you know, something scary like 
but it's way more potent and way more deadly than You really only need like the smallest amount. So um, I work a 12-step program and uh, I just started sponsoring um, one of the girls in the program and she's only 28. And then this last year, eight of her friends have either uh, died from fentanyl poisoning or committed Oh my god! And that's insane to me. Like eight? That's eight like out of, in one year? In one year. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. And this hits deep for you guys because you guys both have your experiences with right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how um, this all kind of came apart and I joined the Hopeaholics and uh, the Inf Shout out to today's sponsor, NordVPN, my personal favorite VPN. You can change your virtual location very easily with Nord with one click and sometimes even zero click if you want to have on auto connect. It's got amazing speed. It's probably one of the fastest VPNs out there in my experience. And you can use one Nord account on six devices to make sure the whole fam is taken care of. You can also use it to avoid price discrimination. So you can see if certain products or services are cheaper in other areas or regions, which I have personally used on flights and believe it or not, I've saved some money. You can also use it to secure your connection, protect yourself from hackers, especially in public locations like airports, hotels, etc. You can make sure you're safe there. It's supported on every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, etc. So don't worry about where you can use it. They got you taken care of. You can get an exclusive deal at the link in the description, nordvpn.com slash DHS. If you're listening on audio, we will link it in the video. It's risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Check it out, guys. Affinity Group, and I'm really, really grateful just because it's one of those things I, I happened to come on as just a guest mm -hmm. on their show, and then we, we hit it off. And I know it sounds like cheesy, but I... It was suggested to me to to write and put things down that you would like, kind of like a vision board type deal. Yeah. But um, I hate saying vision board because I feel like it's so cliche. Yeah, I'm just like <laughs> I have one, but I, yeah, okay. I know what you mean. I don't you know talk what I mean? about it. Like, it's not, it just sounds so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like weird. Um, so I had wrote down. I think I don't know, maybe ten years because I have ten and a half years of uh, sobriety right now, and nice. uh, I wrote down that I've always wanted to own a recovery center as well as be use my platform in some type of way because I used to be in so much shame and, and like live a double life mm -hmm. and not want to talk about working a 12-step program or uh, that I was sober and, and I lived that like duality for a long time. And then finally, uh, you know, I kind of bit the bullet, I guess you can say, mm -hmm. and was kind of like forced to go ahead and, and tell my story on a reality show, uh, Total Divas, and on WWE. So that kind of put me out there just because it's powerful to have. If I'm talking about all of my own mm -hmm. nonsense and character defects, then nobody can really use that against me. Right. So um, then I went on their show, and we all hit it off really well. And um, they fell in love with my husband, and they got stuck with me. <laughs> so now I'm one of the hosts of the Hopeaholics podcast, and – it's really awesome. I, I think it's really important because I wish that when I was a lot younger because my first time getting sober was at 23. And I feel like if I, who knows if this would have happened or if my life would have maybe went a different route, but um, just being able to talk about it or hear what's going on, mm -hmm. you know, and seeing other people, like sobriety doesn't have to suck. Yeah. It's not boring. It's not like this 
woes me type of thing. It's like once you're able to take control and make the choice and you can have a life beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah. And I'm definitely a testament to that. Like I'm so grateful to Chad, to his wife Donna. Like I absolutely love them and I just met them. Amazing. And that to me is like a God moment in my life. So yeah. yeah. Sounds like you two are together for a purpose. Yeah, yeah. for a purpose. A, a bigger purpose. And and you know, I uh twenty um twenty two years ago, uh when my daughter was born, I is when I had a moment of clarity and I decided that um to get clean. I almost died in a car accident five days before she was born and mm. um I decided to get clean and um you know I was like why did God leave you here? And I knew he had left me here not just to be a dad, but to help other people that suffer from the same thing that I suffer from. So I started working in drug and alcohol treatment. Two years later, opened up my first treatment center called Hope by the Sea. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, 21 years old. And um, from that, we've spawned the Infinity Group, uh, which owns uh, seven other brands, including we just opened up NEM Recovery Centers, which is NEM is always Natalie, Eva Marie. Mm. Um, so, and that one literally opened two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Wow, so, fresh! So, so we met, we 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 met. Mm -hmm. We got her as a host on the podcast, <laughs> and we already opened a treatment center. Together. Amazing! Yeah. So, so you're saving lives now. Saving lives, man. That That's is so actually powerful. what we talk mm -hmm. about all the time. Is we're just out trying to save lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, know? what's been both your experience with rehab centers, treatment centers? I see mixed things about them. Are you fans of their their whole business model? Well, I, I'm not fans of everybody's business yeah. model. A lot of people come in. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of my own business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because I, I believe if, if you put client care first, mm -hmm. all of your bills are paid. Hmm. You know, and most people come into the business because they think that they're going to make a ton of money. Yes, right. you can make money in this business, not as much as you used to be able to because the insurance companies um, are the ones that are in control of how much you get paid. Mm -hmm. Um and they've really cut that off. Yeah. But um, if you're doing it for the right reason, then I'm a fan. Mm. You know, I'm a fan. If you're doing it just for money, like let's say I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an a quick example. There's an insurance policy that pays really really well. We'll just say it's Cigna. I don't know if it is Cigna or not. You know, wink wink. Um, <laughs> and then you have a Blue Shield of California that pays really really. And I have both of them in my program. If this guy breaks the rule, some programs will be like, keep him because that's a, that's a Cigna policy, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, but then he, if he's a detriment to other client safety, they'll keep him anyways. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't treat somebody uh, different based on their insurance policies. You have to treat each individual as an individual, not what, not how much you're getting paid. Right. And on my behalf, why I really was just like so drawn to the entire like Carlson family is because they've been in business for, I mean, 21 years is incredible. Right. Um, my experience in rehab was absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> I, one, I didn't, and that was just on me cause I wasn't ready, but the facility and just like the, the care um, wasn't like I got to witness myself firsthand walking into Hope by the Sea and meeting the patients and seeing all of the the case managers, the nurses, and everyone cares about your growth mm. and what you're doing. And it's, it's really incredible to see. Plus, we also have um, 
it's called recover out loud and it's a meeting weekly meeting on zoom for mm -hmm. literally everyone so we have parents that have lost kids from fentanyl poisoning come on because you know they need somewhere to get some type of um they need to grieve they need to hear other stories and yeah. it's like a place where everybody can kind of share openly as well as share what they're doing to kind of get out of that pain mm -hmm. because anybody that is either successful or that you want to have as a mentor they've all gone through some like everybody has right and being able to talk with like like-minded people and you know it, it helps it helps them continue on their days and and become better but um what amazed me about and why i wanted to partner with them so much is because piggybacking on what chad said there's been so many patients that log into this meeting and say thank you chad for keeping me because he'll sponsor somebody mm -hmm. if they can't afford it or like he's saying there's no favoritism based on insurance policy it's based on the patient and if they really want to get better mm. you know there's some people that aren't ready and they want to leave and they leave because yeah. you know you can't keep anybody in and like they're in prison mm -hmm. um but that's what i thought was pretty beautiful because it's it's a it's a disease that's people on a day-to-day -day basis and if you are going into treatment you should go into the best care possible for sure it's really cool to see you guys speak up about this because i feel like a lot of them are money driven mm -hmm. yeah they care about just the p dollars on paper, mm -hmm. you know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like my dad was an alcoholic and I saw what he oh, went wow. through. He ended up in a psych ward and honestly, he came out worse. Mm. So I feel like a lot of people are coming out of these places worse mm -hmm. because they're not being actually cared for. Right, yeah. right. And that's a big deal because when you're going into treatment, not only do you have a disease, right? So, and you're super clouded because you have so many substances in your body. So you have to go through detox and then, you know, you have to start basically learning who you are mm -hmm. and then those tools. And if it's not done properly, then unfortunately, like you said about your dad, you know, it, it really makes a person kind of end up deteriorating yeah, and I going even, even worse. Saw it with him the later years in his life for sure. Yeah, because they prescribe you all these medications mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you just lose all sense of emotion. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. terrible. I'm not a fan of that, man. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan. Well, one thing that we're a fan of is... Um, Are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? We'll click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to about business and life. Click the application link below and here's the episode, guys mind body and spirit mm -hmm. and you know we're really big on on working actually working the trauma that you su sustain because i believe that addiction is not uh is a, a symptom of an underlying psychological issue right mm -hmm. so we work on that first and and alongside of that we're working on your fitness mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. your spirituality powerful yeah yeah that's something other places they'll just give you a pill i mean you should see our gym yeah we have our, a full-blown gym we have full-blown commercial kitchen mm -hmm. wow it's all it's mm -hmm. all top-notch stuff uh you know um and not and i'm and i will say that our program's not the program for everybody some people right. come in they hate it or they're not ready or mm. or whatever but then on top of that i also hire the top-notch therapists and they go through our training um which has been proven 22 years of success mm -hmm. wow um you know and uh i i believe that the infinity group which is our our 
our management company uh, is the standard for the treatment industry today. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it sounds like it is, man. I've never heard of something like this, like a gym in the facility. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I That's mean, awesome. my first time as a guest on the, on the show, you know, I got to obviously um, – you know, take a tour. Mm -hmm. And that's what blew my mind as yeah. well, because I totally believe in it's, it's your mind, body, spirit, they're all connected. Mm -hmm. So they all got to be flowing in the same direction or else something is off. And walking into the gym, I'm like, this is wild. I know my rehab facility didn't it, even it, talk it, about it, it. didn't have fitness. a full court basketball no, it didn't. court. It didn't. All, Sign all, me up, I mean, man. All, Laker, all Laker colors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so like just little things like that are super important because yes, you know, you have to work on all of this, the emotions and, and things that, or the trauma that you're basically trying to kind of numb. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a, a heavy part of treatment. But then also being able to talk about nutrition and 30 minutes a day, move your body. Like all that stuff is super important that I feel like kind of gets missed in. Uh, I can't speak about other treatments, but I know about the treatment that I was went to, yeah. and it was never even talked about. <sighs> Terrible. Mm -hmm. So, how many rehab centers did you guys have to go through? Because I see articles about Pete Davidson, you know, mm -hmm. going to like five, ten places. Sounds pretty hard to find a good one. So, me personally, I went to one, and I was, I was, I personally wasn't ready, and that's one of the things that I always kind of like, you know, make a, a strong point in is the individual themselves they have to be ready to get well mm. so they have because it's a, it's it's a simple program but it's hard work mm -hmm. like that individual has to want it and i obviously was not ready so i was i mean i was relapsing in treatment right which is insane looking back on it um i was definitely out of my mind but <laughs> um when i came ready to actually do the work and and say i'm, I'm doing this um, that's when I got it. So it really is, I feel like based on individuals, because I know for a lot of parents or a lot of like spouses, they want to send their loved one to treatment. Mm -hmm. And it's, I always use the analogy, uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Right. So there's like so many factors in, in success rates and like how that kind of what works and what doesn't but it, i think that it is based on the individual yeah yeah for sure um i went to uh how many how many donna <laughs> oh she stuck with you the whole time yeah that's um, awesome i i probably went to like eight treatment centers wow. um and i went to the most bougie treatment centers and yeah. i and i'll tell you the very end the last treatment center center that i went to was uh the bottom of the barrel mm -hmm. it was a, it was court ordered um you know, I'd got myself in some trouble mm -hmm. and, uh, I was there for a year. It was uh, not a good, not a nice rehab, but it was exactly what I needed at the time. Wow. And I took advantage of every piece that I could. And, mm -hmm. um, and that was it. That yeah, was it for eight me. places. What yeah. do you think they are doing wrong? How do you think these places can improve overall? I mean, they need to check my pockets. Because <laughs> the, first, the, the, fir the first, uh, the first six, I was high as <laughs> right and i was relapsing in mine and she so was relapsing in hers so let's, definitely let's check, check my pockets backpack <laughs> they're not strip searching yeah they weren't strip they were, yeah. yeah they weren't strip searching that's yeah. for sure i'd come in I, i'd come in because I, I i actually relapsed as a treatment owner and uh you know and, and i fell in the, in the in the public eye and it was really in, in my public eye mm. 
and it was really embarrassing. And, um, you know, I, I kept showing up to rehab and, and they, they knew who I, they knew who I was. Wow. And so they would, um, kind of give me like the red carpet treatment. And the last, the last place though, this lady, um, her name's Nancy Clark and she won't mind me shouting her mm -hmm. out. She didn't give me any red carpet treatment <laughs> at all. Yeah. You know, and you needed that. I needed mm -hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. Cause wow. I'd walk in and I'd have in my pocket. They wouldn't even search mm -hmm. my pockets. Wow. And then I'm in the bathroom, like shooting methamphetamines, needles, all of it. They didn't search you or anything? No. Wow. Same I thought with, they were. Same with me. Yeah. I was like, Psychotic was... thinking I was working for the CIA, all kinds of <laughs> awesome stuff. Cause they yeah. just see you as a number. They don't even care about exactly. you. No. Right? No. Yeah. Wow. And I paid for my rehab, um, Cash? out of my pocket. Yeah. Like, so the, the nerve of me, but I just was, I had put my, <laughs> I had put myself in some pretty hot water. So I'd, I couldn't put that on my parents either. I love my parents. They are my heroes. So I didn't want them to have to uh, pay for my nonsense yeah, essentially. Yeah. And so I was paying out of my pocket yet. I was like bringing <laughs> into the facility and then wow. doing um my thing and then i would be going into meetings and i'd be talking like a mile a minute <laughs> like just wow. craziness but that's like the insanity of like the disease you know so that's yeah. why i always say like you know it really is truly based on on the individual and that's also too um a, a big factor into you being successful in your sobriety yeah because they can only do so much they can guide totally. you like you said they can't actually get you clean mm -hmm. right it's on mm -hmm. you so like yeah. what are their success rates of these is, is there statistics on it I mean, I could give you t statistics on Alcoholics Anonymous mm -hmm. is like 5%. Yeah. 5% of the people that go into Alcoholics Anonymous yeah. stay sober for one year. Oh, that's it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's wow. like the very, so very it's, small. It's, it's rough. You it know, is. I mean, treatment centers, I, I will tell you, the longer you stay in treatment, pilots, uh, if they get busted, they have a five-year program mm. that they have to follow. And if they get one relapse, they can never fly a plane again. Wow. Um, so and that and their success rate is like ninety five percent of pilots that go through that program succeed. Dang, mm -hmm. um, that's high. So the truth is, is that the longer you stay in treatment, um, the better your chances are. Now you don't have to stay in crazy residential treatment for a year. Mm -hmm. It's a step down process. You do the you do the residential, then you do um, outpatient, and then you do sober living mm -hmm. with with you know once a week counseling, right. and you get drug tested regularly. Mm -hmm. For okay. it, and if you do that for a year, uh, it is eighty percent. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Which yeah. I always highly recommend because you, if you've especially if you've clearly been struggling that you and that's why you're in rehab mm -hmm. you got to do a lot of work right. so uh, to go back into your so-called day-to-day life is i think not the best and that's why it should be like the step down program mm -hmm. just because uh you're gonna have to do some you know your friends can't be the same ones that you were hanging out with right and you can't stay in that same circle because it's very easy to go to treatment and be like yes I have finally found God. <laughs> I got this. And I'm going to save my yes. buddy over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then you leave and then it's like you see your buddy and then, you know, a couple hours later, you're... You <laughs> you're know, high. Yeah. And you're like... Yeah, I mean, I remember. Dude, you're I, like, dude, <laughs> just I know. ninety days clean, bro. I'm, I'm like, it's so crazy because the fact that I can like, it's amazing because I get to laugh at all my nonsense that I used to do. Yeah. Because now I've like, you know, stacked uh, some years together. When I was 
23, I graduated college and um, got myself in some trouble. So I had to turn myself in and the judge was like, well, you know, um, you know, I'll let you walk and graduate. And then you're going to have to a week later come and turn yourself into county jail. Dang. I was like, okay. So I go to jail for three months and that's where I was going to like AA, but I was only going really to get out of my little like cell. And um, I remember thinking like, okay, I can do this. I got this. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Then I get out three months later and within like seven hours, Seven hours. <laughs> mm -hmm. It took you that long because it, it usually was like two for me. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, straight to the. And that's like crazy. all good intentions until like they open that gate that, and I'm on yeah. my way out, and I'm like, uh, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. all you know. Yeah, it's right. all I knew. You're used to it. Yeah, it was. It was literally. I got addicted to crystal meth when I was 13 years old. 13. 13. Dang, yeah. that's early. How how did it get introduced to you? Uh, I was smoking weed already with some buddies and I, my neighbor down the street was the weed dealer mm -hmm. and I went over to his house to buy some weed and he was like, I'm all out. And he's like, but I, I do have some speed and they called oh it speed gosh, back in like the day. Insane. Speed. Yeah. Right. And I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, what's that? And he's all, oh, he's like, it just makes you like feel good and go up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, let me try it. I remember I went home and I chalked up the line. I snored. I never snorted anything in my life. <laughs> I snorted the line and I was up for like three days and it was Dang. like the best. I was like, why didn't somebody tell me about this sooner? <laughs> and I was off and running for 10 years. Wow. 10 years. Every day? You said Every it? day. Damn. Yeah. Every day. That's 13 crazy. to 23. And you met your wife during that time? Um, no, this one, I, I, met <laughs> <her>. <laughs> this one. <laughs> I met her when I was sober and then she witnessed some of the most horrific relapses and she stuck with mm -hmm. me and she walked through hell and she yelled and screamed at me and wow. left me and, um, yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I smoked some synthetic weed once. I ended up in an ambulance. Oh, that's terrible. no good. I almost died. Yeah. How I had like a seizure. You? I was in college. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy, man. And... I've never smoked weed since. I mean, I yeah. just can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's the scary. guy was like, yo, I got this weed from Cali. We were in Jersey at the time. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. Terrible. Yeah, no good. I couldn't even talk. Oh. Just, yeah, it was scary. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't drink. I don't smoke. It's been oh, like really? three years. Nice. Wow. Yeah, which is rare in Vegas. Yeah, yeah no, like for sure. Everyone here does it. Yeah. But they drink, smoke, and do. Yeah. yeah. And never that's another up. thing, too, is like, I think why we're so kind of like passionate about kind of this this movement. Obviously, it's really close to Chad because of his daughter and, and losing um, someone so close to you and kind of witnessing mm -hmm. the, the fentanyl crisis that's going on. But it's also, I feel like it's really a positive impact for the younger generation. Like you don't have to try to like fit in by drinking or using what's around you can still have a good time you can still go out but you don't have to uh think that you need to oh, i guess i need to have a drink or right. i guess maybe i'll smoke it's like it's okay not to for sure no or don't do it and just pass everybody up like financially <laughs> well, yeah. you know what you know, you know who i'm a life. huge fan of right now who well, not right now. I've been a fan of him for quite some time. So I'm the youngest of all boys. So sports was always big. And I didn't get into like my nonsense until um, later on in, in college. But um, Deion Sanders. Mm. So Deion Sanders and what he's doing at Colorado, amazing. But what's awesome about him too is he's never picked up a drink and he's never uh, picked up a Wow. In his entire life. I didn't know that. Yes. Which is incredible. And clearly you have 
a massively successful athlete. Yep. Dad and uh, you know, finances, he's doing pretty good too. Yeah, he's doing very good. <laughs> yeah. I think his son's making the most ever yep. for a college quarterback. Yep. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you said that because I used to not be able to talk to people unless I was drunk in college. Right, like, right. I, I was socially awkward. Mm-hmm. I had to drink. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to even just figure that out mm-hmm. after I got sober, how to, and like, I, communicate. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, look at you now. You have a podcast. I know, like, right? it. And yeah. obviously you're not doing anything to get no, on the I'm mic. Not, yeah, I'm not drunk, not high, mm-hmm. completely sober. Yeah. Is it? I, I found, though, that sometimes as introverted people, more introverted, because I'm so, I feel like I'm totally socially awkward. At least I feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we really crush it on these things. For some reason, dude, yeah. I've had on a lot of guests that are introverts, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just crush it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. weird. I mean, we're both intro. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine? She's an introvert, and she had to get up in front of a hundred thousand people live. That is crazy. You know? Yeah. In a in a in a awkward outfit. <laughs> Bikini, you know? basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it Wrestle is weird. people, and yeah. like it was live. You must have been nervous, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure, of course. Especially because I kind of was thrown into um, that whole experience, which was for sure like right time, right place. Uh, God definitely opened up that door for me to walk into WWE. But yeah, for sure, walking into Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown, and um, I never wrestled a day in my life. I'm a, I'm a I'm a field athlete. Like I like to stay on the ground. Like yeah. soccer is my sport. That's what I played in college. And so going into wrestling was like, wait, what? A suplex, huh? Yeah. Like, uh, even though like I tried out and was in going for the developmental contract, but then God had other plans for me and skipped uh, that. Skip that because of the reality show that they just so happened. Total Divas was uh, about to start filming and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden there was a curveball and they wanted two fresh girls that knew nothing didn't know how to wrestle, didn't know the business, and then here I am. Wow. And I'm like, all right. Everything happens for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I truly believe that. Yeah. yeah. So were you completely sober during that time, the WWE days? Um, I was. I actually, I'd uh, just gotten out of rehab on, like, maybe four or five weeks prior to my last, like, callback for WWE. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the physicality to see if you can even, like, handle uh, the – the what it takes to be inside the ring yeah and i had met my now husband at that same time and i had relapsed right before that uh that tryout in front of my husband because i i've said this story on the on the yeah it was was in vegas at a bachelor (laughs) a joined bachelor bachelorette party for his best friend i was getting married oh yeah it's great i literally met him and then i didn't tell him that i was at or just at a rehab because that's not <laughs> like who wants to hi nice to meet you um by the way i'm a mess yeah. you know that's like not <laughs> what you lead with so uh we came out to vegas and then uh once again off to the races and then he's a smart man and right off the bat he's like you're an alcoholic mm. called my mom and my mom was like <laughs> <laughs> my mom mm-hmm, my mom was like oh yeah, she is. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. It's wild. And then, so basically, he gave me the ultimatum of, like, if you really want us to be together, uh, you need to go back to Alcoholics Anonymous to start working wow. program. So with my tail between my legs, I called my previous sponsor and asked her if she would take me back. And then she said, well, you know the deal. And I said, yes, I do. And I did. And then I went balls to the wall into my last audition. And then that's when everything, like... 
opened up for me. Amazing. Bam. Mm-hmm. What a story. So, Seriously, so you, right? Yeah, that's crazy. So you met him in WWE? So I met him right before. So it was right when, like, so I started WWE. Wow. <laughs> tongue twister. Um, yeah, tongue it is. Twister. It kind of is. Um, I started in 2013. And that was, like, right uh, at that time when Instagram basically became Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So it was prior to uh, Instagram even being on, like, Androids. It was only on Apple. Hmm. No DMs yet. No, like, special thing. Like, no crazy filters like yeah. what, we, what we have now. And so I met him right before walking into a whole nother realm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that Instagram, the blue layout. Oh, yeah, and then people, like, you would post those, like, weird little, like, filtered photos. Like, yeah, I, the... I, didn't, I didn't get on it. <laughs> I'm older. You got yeah. on late? Yeah, I was yeah, like, exactly. late, late, late. They already had DMs <laughs> and stories and all that when I got on. Yeah, so he so he was, like, uh, when I told him that I was about to embark on this journey of possibly going and, and becoming, and that was this was just the developmental deal at mm-hmm. the time, he at first looked at me crazy thinking, like, Mm, why does she want to get punched in the face <laughs> um and then and i let him know just because if i had gotten the job that i would have to move to tampa because that's where their facility was yeah um and i didn't want to have somebody try to be like i love you don't go or something <laughs> um but he wasn't he was like well if you really want to do this then um then i'll support you 100 percent. so he would pack my lunches before i would go to my tryout and wow he uh, packed your lunches oh yeah Damn. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a bit, really big nerd. Like, shout out to Jonathan. I love you. He was working at Blizzard at the time. Blizzard okay. is a, a gaming. Yeah, I've heard of, of Blizzard. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I used he's to be a gamer. A, oh my god, my husband is a huge gamer. Okay, sick. like he is. World of and Warcraft. I say like a big nerd. I don't mean that in like, any like bad fa- no. fashion. I feel like, like nerds he's are amazing. Like, he's like this buffed out, like model looking nerd. Yeah, nerd is a compliment. It is. Oh yeah, for I back mean, then it was. When wasn't. I say it, when I say it, I totally mean it in a compliment, so I always have to reiterate yeah, that yeah. I mean it in a compliment um, because I didn't marry him. But um, <laughs> so he would be uh, going to Blizzard and I would be going to my tryout. So before we would leave, you know, he would pack my lunch wow. for me and Sounds send me awesome. on my way. Yeah. Yeah. How intense were those tryouts in the training? Cause Insane. there's some na- nasty injuries. WWE. Insane. The, I remember the tryout, so they don't do them anymore, but they, and we were not called divas anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but they would do diva searches. So they would go to all the major cities and, um, look for the next WWE diva. Mm-hmm. And we were in Los Angeles. And so they narrowed it down after callback, callback. They narrowed it down to, I think, like 15 of us. So the first day, you know, we get into the ring and they have us start like doing forward rolls and, and um, running the ropes. And I remember there was a couple girls that were like, wait, you want us to do what? <laughs> um, we're out of here. Because <laughs> they're like, you know, from Los Models, Angeles. Yeah, 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 exactly. So for me, it was everything that I was like wanting and missing in my life because I was an athlete for so long that I was missing that competitiveness. Um, You have to obviously handle all the physicality, then you get to build a character and perform live in front of a live audience, and then you get to travel the world and do amazing things um, within the community. Like, so my dad's a Vietnam veteran, and this is another thing why I really ended up wanting to partner with um, Chad and the Infinity Group is because my dad's a Vietnam veteran, mm. and so the, our military is everything to me. In WWE, I got to go to Afghanistan twice wow. to go visit our troops. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I always wanted to do something because when the guys come back from war, they're kind of, 
not well. Yeah. And then they're kind of stuck, whether it's they're suffering from PTSD or substance abuse, which mm -hmm. a lot of them do because they're trying to numb whatever they saw or whatever they did. Mm -hmm. And um, Chad and what his family have done, you know, they really, they have three houses that are strictly for our veterans. And I thought that was just like absolutely amazing. That's awesome. So my dad, I mean, I take him right now to the VA. So the fact like that it's, there's a facility out there for these guys and I get to be a part of it is everything. Like mm -hmm. I got to go on um, a couple weeks back, one of my first times out uh, kind of touring the facilities and stuff. I got to go to one of the houses and uh, sit down with one of the guys that that is in the program and and in one of their houses and and got to talk to him and see how he's doing you know mm -hmm. and i thought that was just like amazing because i i think also too because they are a a, a different breed that it's nice to be amongst other veterans because yeah. they kind of you know they all can relate to some degree mm -hmm. even if they're in different branches or whatnot um and i i, I love that fact so i think after that visit that's when i was like Okay, where do I sign? Yeah, I love that. You yeah. guys must get a lot of veterans. My cousin uh, served in Iraq, mm. and he had problems coming back, mm -hmm. man. Now he's in jail. And it, it sucks to see because I didn't realize it until I had a lot on veterans on the show, mm -hmm. like what they actually deal with, yeah. all the trauma. And it just, it's terrible. Yeah, we have guys. two houses that are specifically for mental health uh, primary, uh, which um, really works on the, the, the PTSD um, and the other mental health issues. Uh, and then we have one, um, a bigger, a much bigger program that is uh, substance use disorder is mm -hmm. what they call it today, which would just be addiction treatment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then we're also contracted with the VA. Oh, nice. So we're actually part of the VA. So the VA, we're, it's called the Community Care Network. So we're part of the Community Care Network for the VA. That's cool. Um, so any veteran can actually, that, that service connected that is honorably discharged from, mm -hmm. uh, from the military can go to the VA. They they can get a consult mm. um, and then they can come to our now if the VA has an open bed in their program which they hardly ever do mm -hmm. uh, that has to get filled first but once uh, if most of the time the the beds at the VA aren't mm -hmm. filled are yeah. fully filled right um, so then they refer them out to us interesting yeah I didn't know they were fully filled that means there's a lot of them dealing with some <laughs> oh, stuff. Yeah. oh for sure well there's also there's just not enough beds mm -hmm. in the VA hospital yeah. for because I mean especially after war times yeah these guys are coming back messed up messed, messed up, up. Mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of it's not really good how they reintegrate people back into society whether it's the whether it's the military or you know our prison yeah. system is both of them are are lacking it uh, big time in for that sure area. Mm -hmm. yeah everyone i talk to from prison oh for sure the, it's, it's like, a recidivism it's, rate is uh, 80 percent 80 percent of people go, so go back to prison mm -hmm. yeah it's so a revolving door yeah it's it's sad and i think too especially with our veterans I think they're instilled in their head to like not ask for help mm -hmm. or not talk about it because you know it's like get the job done strong tough um don't and cry. don't yeah exactly yeah don't show emotion don't show None. emotion yeah. so i think there's a lot of them that don't seek the help yeah. uh, whether it's they don't know where to go or what to do and so i'm like on a mission i want to go to every single va yeah and talk to whomever is basically the yes man mm -hmm. so that way i can get these guys the help they need and now 
partnering with them. It's like we have the facility, we have the tools yeah. for them to go somewhere and, you know, get their life back. Yeah, that's awesome. So how many more beds can you accommodate right now for the veterans? Um, well, it's easy to grow. Uh, I have 80 beds in uh, Hope by the Sea um, that we can accommodate for veterans. And then we have uh, 24 in the two different mental health facilities, mm -hmm. which it's actually not hard to grow those. Um, nice. So, yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of veteran contacts. I'll introduce you guys. Oh, okay, Hopefully awesome. you could fill those up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, it's been... Been a great episode, guys. Anything you want to close off with or promote? Well, we want to definitely promote the Hopeaholic yeah. podcast, <laughs> yeah, for sure. of course. Yeah. Um, and we want to uh, really also want to promote, uh, you know, the Infinity Group, which is the, the 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 hub of seven different brands of alcohol treatment centers and mental health facilities. Nice. And if anyone is listening and wants to. They don't have to even show their face for our Recover Out Loud Zoom meeting. That is at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every Tuesday. And it's in the link in our Hopeaholics IG or my personal IG that you can go and, you know, listen to other people if you're struggling. Nice. Yeah, I'll put these links in the video for you oh, guys. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. And where are your locations at? Uh, we're all in Southern California right now. Um, uh, and then we're opening up a place in hopefully San Antonio, mm -hmm. Texas. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. Yeah. If you're Fingers watching it, guys, reach out. One. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Thanks for coming on, guys. Great episode. Thanks for watching as always. See you guys next time.